afternoon. You're watching ANC special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Michelle Long. The 100 billion peso allocation for the social amelioration program now released to the Philippine Department of Social Welfare and Development. This is part of the 200 billion peso aid announced by President Rodrigo Duterte. DSWD Secretary Rolando Bautista says cash assistance ranging from 5,000 to 8,000 pesos will be given to those from the informal sector. The agency is now coordinating with local government units to finalize the list of beneficiaries. But it clarifies those who receive the cash aid will no longer receive food packs from the government. In cash na ang matatanggap nila para makompleto yung yung designated amount sa kanilang region. Hindi na ito magiging kombinasyon ng, ng food packs at uh, cash uh, amount. Pagka nagkaroon ng uh, bigayan ng pagkain, uh, nakita natin na nakatanggap na siya ng ang cash assistance, baka gagawin ng LGU ay hindi na siya ipaprioridad para bigyan ng uh, family food packs. The Philippine government appeals for public cooperation and support amid government's response to COVID-19. Cabinet Secretary and Interagency Task Force spokesperson Carlo Nogales made the call in the wake of recent riots and supposed destabilization efforts, saying perpetrators will be brought to justice. Government says it will focus on addressing urgent needs amid criticisms over its handling of the crisis. Meron bang gugyan? Uh, meron na po tayong hinaharap na public health concern at uh, hindi na po dapat natin haluan ng peace and problems po ito. So kami po ay nananawagan kung meron pong nagbabalak dyan ay tigilan nyo na yan para sa pagmamahal natin sa taong bayan. Following the approval of the DSWD Emergency Subsidy Program for 18 million households, Nogales says local government units will now take a supporting role in a bid to avoid patronage politics. Ang LGUs na dineputize po natin, kailangan meron pong strict and quick and fast liquidation process na kailangan po nilang gawin. Kaya habang namamahagi po sila ng cash assistance mula sa national government, syempre kung may magbabiolate po nito, ay uh, i-apply natin yung full extent of the law. At na rin po dyan, ang maaaring pag-suspend po ng mga abusive na mga uh, local officials natin. Nagrales adds the wearing of face masks will now be mandatory for anyone going out of their homes to help stem the rise in COVID-19 cases. The National Grid Corporation of the Philippines says the Luzon region has enough power supply amid the enhanced community quarantine. Spokesperson Cynthia Alabanza on Thursday cited the NGCP's latest data, which shows a 20 to 30 percent drop in the projected peak demand of the Department of Energy. Around the 3,000 megawatt um, difference. Uh, mula dun sa inaasahan natin kung hindi nagkaroon ng quarantine at dun sa actual consumption ng Luzon. 
But Alabanza says power interruptions are still possible and the NGCP has deployed a skeleton workforce to address any issues with power supply. Now, there are over 2,300 COVID-19 cases in the Philippines after 227 more were added yesterday, Wednesday. The death toll has also risen to 96, with the Philippine Health Department reporting eight new fatalities. All of them were senior citizens. Meanwhile, one patient has recovered. The 50th recovery is a 59-year-old male from Taguig City with no travel history. He was confirmed positive for COVID-19 on March 16th and discharged on March 29th. With cases continuing to rise and some hospitals running on full capacity, the Philippine Health Department is asking local governments to put up their own quarantine facilities. Another news, Malacanang denies rumors President Rodrigo Duterte is confined at a hospital. Presidential spokesperson Salvador Panelo says claims on social media that the president is already confined at the Cardinal Santos Hospital are absolutely false. Panelo adds the president is fit and healthy and performing his duties as the country's leader. Panelo also warned those spreading fake news amid the COVID-19 outbreak. As the country deals with a novel coronavirus, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte threatens leftist groups and possible troublemakers that plans to stir up public opinion against the government. Duterte said in a surprise televised address on Wednesday he would have them arrested or even shot at or killed by the police or the military. Wag ninyo akong takote ng gulo-gulo. Kasi kung gusto talaga ninyo ng gulo, guguluhin natin ang bayan natin. Total, wala pa naman pagkain. Kung gusto ninyo ng barilan, oh, di sige. Gusto ninyo ng pukpukan, sige. I will not hesitate. Duterte also warned those who want to instigate violent attacks against medical workers. That's after unidentified men recently threw bleach in the face of a hospital employee in Takurong Sultan Kudarat. A nurse in Cebu City was also splashed with chlorine by two unidentified men. Yung mga tao na gumagawa ng ganon, I am ordering the police to go around wag kayong mag standby diyan sa istasyon maglakad kayo tandem at maghanap kayo ng mga taong bastos at kung mahuli mo kung ano yung binubuhos niya doon sa health worker o sa doktor ibuhos mo rin sa kanya para tabla Eh, bakit? Ikaw lang ba ang marunong? Ditikman mo rin yung ginagawa mo and see if it would make you happy. Militant group Bayan Muna blames President Duterte for Wednesday's incident along EDSA involving residents of Sitio San Roque. House Deputy Minority Leader Bayan Muna Representative Carlos Zarate and Bayan Muna Chairman Neri Colmenares strongly condemn the president's threat to shoot and kill members of the leftist movement and protesting poor residents. They say 
It is the Duterte administration's incompetence, callousness, and fascism that is causing social unrest in the country. Bayan Muna also accusing government of withholding much-needed funds for local government units. The Philippine National Police will not be implementing President Rodrigo Duterte's order to shoot troublemakers dead amid the lockdown of Luzon Island. PNP Chief Archie Gamboa says the pro president probably overemphasized the implementation of law during this time of crisis. We see the strong message and uh, I think uh, all the PNP personnel understood it. Philippine Senator slammed the National Bureau of Investigation after it summoned Pasig City Mayor Vico Soto for allegedly violating provisions of Republic Act 11469 or the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act. Senate President Vicente Soto, who is Vico's uncle, warned the NBI to be cautious in interpreting the law, which he principally authored, saying it cannot be applied retroactively. Senator Kiko Pangilinan also questioned the agency's move, noting the improvised tricycles were used in Pasig before the Bayanihan law was passed. Senator Risa Hontivedos, meanwhile, described the development as political insecurity given the NBI's hostility to a well-performing leader. As for Senator Joel Villanueva, he chalked up the NBI's notice as a mere distraction, especially since local government officials have an urgent task to serve their constituents amid the online backlash. The NBI clarifies the letter is just an invitation and not a subpoena. NBI Deputy Director Ferdinand Levine adds Mayor Vico's case is not the only case that the NBI is pursuing. In so many occasions, ang sabi ng Presidente, uh, uh, he asked all the agencies, the state forces, to come together and help him ito sa sitwasyon. Remember also na hindi lang naman ito pinagtutuunan ng NBI. Uh, the uh, past two or three weeks, visiting kami doon sa profiteering, hoarding, uh, yung fake news. Pasig Mayor Vico Soto getting support from other government officials. Philippine Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara points out penal provisions of any law cannot be applied retroactively unless the commission of an offense has not been stopped. For Bayan Muna Representative Ferdinand Gaite, the NBI's move is nothing but a malicious act to put down an outstanding official and to cover up the government's poor performance during this health crisis. Meanwhile, former Supreme Court spokesman Attorney Theodore Te points out gaps in the NBI's letter. The NBI isn't even clear about their theory based on the letter that has, of course, circulated on social media addressed to the mayor. Because the division that is that wrote the letter is the anti-graft division, which mm. is hard to understand uh, uh, unless their theory is that this is corruption on the part of the mayor. Celebrities are also showing their support for Pasig City Mayor Vico Soto. Jaja Padilla, Bianca Gonzalez, and Bella Padilla use the hashtag #ProtectVico, saying the mayor should just be left alone so he can do his job well. While Angel Oxin, Janine Gutierrez, and Angelica Panganiban were not afraid 
to drop names. They ask why target Vico Soto and not Senator Coco Pimentel for his quarantine breach. Actress Kim Chu also could not help but express her frustration. She decries how those who do good can still be attacked by higher officials in the government. But the man of the hour remains calm despite the controversy. Hours after being questioned by the NBI, Soto posted a photo of him with a panda bear saying in his caption, let's just work. The National Bureau of Investigation is also probing other local officials for allegedly violating the Bayanihan to Heal is One Act. Among them is Philippine Senator Aquilino Pimentel III, who ignited public uproar for accompanying his wife to a hospital despite showing COVID-19 symptoms. The Bureau says Pimentel, who is currently battling COVID-19, will be asked to explain himself after completing his quarantine. Others that will also be probed are officials from Cebu, Masbate, Las Piñas, and Quezon City who will be questioned on their compliance with the national government's guidelines on COVID-19 response. Global COVID-19 cases topping the 900,000 mark in a tally by Johns Hopkins University. Coronavirus infections worldwide are now at more than 937 the death toll stands at over 47,000. The U.S. has the most number of cases at more than 216,000, followed by Italy at nearly 111,000. With healthcare systems around the world already pushed to the brink, the World Health Organization warns COVID-19 cases can reach the 1 million mark in the next few days. Many countries are asking people to stay at home and shutting down population movement, which can help to limit transmission of the virus, but can have unintended consequences for the poorest and most vulnerable people. I have called on governments to put in place social welfare measures to ensure vulnerable people have food and other life essentials during this crisis. While relatively lower numbers of confirmed cases have been reported from Africa and from Central and South America, we realize that COVID-19 could have serious social, economic, and political consequences for these regions. It's critical that we ensure these countries are well equipped to detect, test, isolate, and treat cases and identify contacts. Nothing beats lockdown loneliness like man's best friend. As this report shows us, some people are adopting pets in Australia to stay occupied at home while observing confinement rules. Take a look. A furry friend to fight lockdown loneliness. With more Australians staying at home due to stricter confinement rules, some are turning to adopting and fostering pets as new companions. The RSPCA in New South Wales has seen a surge in applications to adopt pets, which the charity says is a welcome move. In the weekend just gone, we saw almost a 300% increase in the adoptions across our state, uh, which is just terrific. So we're going to keep doing what we can to make sure that every animal in our care that can be adopted is adopted, uh, but making sure that people are safe along the way. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has stressed the need for continuing strict social distancing measures and more time at home for Sydney school teacher Chris was the perfect excuse to adopt a feline friend. 
Uh, I've been hanging out to adopt a cat for a while. We're all going to be indoors for a fair bit, so I figured now's as good a time as any. But the RSPCA is reminding new pet parents that the responsibility of pet ownership doesn't stop when the world goes back to normal. It's just really important to make sure that people know what they're getting themselves into. But again, encouraging to see people turning to animals for companionship, whether it's just for the next few weeks or months, um, and in many cases, uh, an animal for life. And that will do it for the show. I'm Michelle Long. Keep it here for ABS-CBN special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for watching.